Welcome to the Palette Talks podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Palette Talks podcast. This is your host, Jason, and today we are joined by a very special guest, none other than Intuitive. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing fine as well. Thanks for asking. So for the audience who are listening right now, and maybe they have not known who you are, can you do a little bit of introduction about who you are and just tell us about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lo-fi hip-hop and kind of jazz hip-hop uh, producer, and uh, I live in Austin, Texas, mm. and uh, I, I just love to make different types of jazz and hip hop and uh, I've been producing for about a year and I'm, I'm hoping to hoping to be a bigger part of the lo-fi community so thank you very much for having me of course so um, what have you been doing these days like what are you up to so right now I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm going into I'm gonna start going into college this this next this next upcoming semester so that's mm. a pretty exciting part of part of my life i've just graduated high school so i'm hoping to do something bigger with music through that uh, but that's uh that's probably the biggest thing that's been going on uh, trying to fit music into all of that is is a challenge but mm. it's it's definitely rewarding whenever i can fit that in yeah i think it's a it's a big step so but it, it's always exciting to step into something new and different for the first time Absolutely. in our lives um let's go back to the beginning so what's your origin story like how do you start to produce music can you tell us about that yeah so i've actually been a musician all my life so mm. i started playing violin when i was actually five years old and uh so mm. i've learned and played that uh, for for about yeah for a really long time for about 13 years i've been playing been playing violin and i uh, wow. i just learned a bunch of different instruments on my own since then uh, mandolin and guitar and the one instrument i never learned was piano which is kind of difficult mm. because piano is very helpful when it comes to music production yeah. uh, but i got into music production about a year a, actually almost a year and a half ago uh, mm. because there was a class at my school mm. that was about music production and i took the class not expecting much to kind of think it was a, a cool thing that to learn and know about and just kind of move on but i really took a liking to it and i started producing more music and uh after a while my my brother and i sat down and and made uh made our first beat which was the mm. my beat called context uh, mm. he played my brother played all the piano for that and uh that one got a lot of traction on soundcloud and i was able to yeah start producing more and making more of those kind of lo-fi beats uh, off of that and so that's kind of what really kick-started my my music production so i've been i've been trying to follow in the same vein since then that's really cool so you're kind of a prodigy right five years old <laughs> i don't know if you could say that but uh, I, I, thankfully i do have a good ear for music and uh, that's really been helpful so but i really do love production and it's mm -hmm. it's it hasn't been too difficult to learn, but it's definitely been uh, it's it's definitely been a process to get to improve and get better at music production. 
yeah, I think it's uh, it's actually important to have. It's it's really nice to have like a foundation of music production, you know, by playing instruments when you in your uh, very young age. Uh, but what's interesting is that you start to produce music from a music class in your school. Like, is that like a yeah. soccer class or what was that? So that was actually it was an elective class at, at my at my high school. Um, it was just music production in general. And uh, what was cool is that through the class, I I was able to get this um, this really good uh, audio workstation called Bitwig, and they kind of taught us the basics on how to use it. And so from there, I just kind of messed around until I finally uh, found the whole genre and the whole lo-fi community and, and saw how, 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 how wonderful of a community it was and how I you know, wanted to be a yeah. part. And so that's when I started making the, the lo-fi stuff. But for a while, I just, I messed around with music mm. production just with really no end goal or, or purpose in mind. But it was kind of interesting that I started with a with a class in my yeah. at my high school, but I, I'm glad I took the class because <laughs> I found something that I really loved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you never know what will happen. You know, sometimes the biggest things in life begin with really small, you know, simple stuff that we never yeah. expect it to be like one of the reason why we're doing the things that we do now. Uh, but yeah. what's interesting to me is that you started it. To produce with your brother is your brother still making music with you right now so my brother kind of he he helped me with a lot of the figuring out the jazz piano mm. and chord progression side of things so two of my beats that are on like spotify and soundcloud context and lull he played all the keyboard and piano for those um because he has this crazy keyboard uh, really nice fancy Roland keyboard that has all these really good sounds on it and so we started making stuff on that and I would record it all into my computer and and add drums and all of that so he he helped me kind of get started but um, I uh, I've, I've kind of taken the whole intuitive page and uh, and and made it my own so he he helped me out in the beginning but he's a uh, he's off at school and I've continued to make music while while still being at home and in high school. So, uh, so he's he hasn't been involved with a lot of the music I've made mm -hmm. recently, but he definitely helped get me started. Yeah, it's always cool to have like a, a family or just a very close person to help you out. You know, making music. I think it's always exciting. It's always like they're always supportive that way, and you're just encouraged to be like. More productive yeah. and just produce more and more so that's really nice it was it was a really incredible experience to just sit down and and make some of the music that we were really enjoying listening to so mm. yeah that was a that was a really incredible experience and and uh i'll probably be making more with him over the summer because he'll be back from school so yeah i know this is kind of off topic but how did the name intuitive come like how how did you get with that name like why do you choose that name? So it was, it's kind of funny. So I, uh, I originally started thinking of a name for some sort of stage name or, or artist name because I started DJing and uh, mm. I kind of started a, a DJ business around my, ah. around my town. I, I, I go in like DJ weddings and, and, and parties and school dances wow. and stuff like that. So I was talking to my oldest brother. I have two brothers. Mm. Uh, so my oldest brother, came up with the name intuitive 
<laughs> just as uh, he just kind of threw it out there as, an, as a suggestion. And uh, I just really liked the name. So I, I ended up not using it as my DJ name, but <laughs> I, I use it as my uh, I use it as the the producer name that, that mm. I have. But I actually did take it and, and start my DJ business off that name as well, because I call my my DJ business Intuitive Sounds, which is mm. uh, which is essentially the same name. But my brother yeah. just came up with it and I really liked the name. So that's what I've gone by ever since. But yeah so as far as my lo-fi production goes that's the name that i've used since yeah that's interesting so um let's go a bit deeper here so um uh as a producer you've been producing for over a year right and um yes. what what has been your greatest obstacles like for that year mm -hmm. and like probably trying to fit my my lo-fi production in with with everyday life because mm. obviously i'm still going to school i'm still i'm I'm working i'm i'm djing and it's very difficult to find time to sit down and make a song or or make a new beat and, and stuff like that so that was probably one of the biggest obstacles is finding time but the other mm. was learning and mastering the software and the process on how to make these make these songs and make these beats because mm it's very complex and very complicated on, on how to use these different softwares to make music. And, and if you don't really get fluent at what you're doing, the music doesn't sound very professional or it doesn't sound yeah. very, very enjoyable to listen to. Mm. It might be kind of novel, but it might not sound actually quality. So mm. making my music go from, you know, just a fun thing I made on my computer to actually being something that I would feel comfortable having people around the world listening to was another one of the biggest obstacles. So finding time and making my music sound professional were the two biggest obstacles. Uh, practically speaking, um, how do you work on your work-life balance? Like, do you have any strategies in place that, uh, so you can uh, finish school well and, and at the same time you produce, do you have like strategies or uh, your personal thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. I, I usually take it as it comes. I try and get my homework and schoolwork all that done first. And, and whenever I, it, one of the best times I've found for me to produce music or, or come up with a fun idea is either in the middle of the day when I'm Ooh. out and about and I'm at a coffee shop or Ooh. something and I'm, and I'm doing homework. Mm. Sometimes I'll take a break from doing my school or take a break from whatever I'm doing and work on a song or produce produce a new beat or come up with a cool little melody. And those have been the times when I found I was actually the most creative and most productive mm. <laughs> is kind of when I'm procrastinating from doing my work. Yeah. So, um, so I'd say probably some of the, some of the strategy I have is essentially to fit my fit working on music because music right now for me is a hobby. Mm. is kind of my free time and and use that like in the middle of the day when I'm taking a break from from school to work on music because that really makes it seem like that really brings enjoyment into it because it's more of a break it's it's relaxing it's really rewarding and creative to make something in the middle of the day when I've been working on school for hours on end mm. interesting because uh some people actually they they produce music uh 
on the midnight hours, you know, at 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Yeah. And, and it's interesting yeah. that, that you produced the uh, music uh, when, you are, when you're having some free time uh, in a cafe or like uh, just doing your homework and you just have this creative thoughts just appear in your mind and you're just like, I'm going to do this right now. And like, yeah, because it's something enjoyable, right? And rewarding and creative and, and definitely yeah. brings benefits to your other as aspects of life as well. So that's, that's yeah. interesting. So usually I, I've made more of my favorite beats or my favorite songs in the middle of the day at the at this coffee shop in my hometown. Mm. Um, it's where I've kind of had my most inspirations or or the more the more interesting ideas that I've had for beats. Like one time I had watched a movie called Five Centimeters Per Second the night before, uh, and then yeah. at the coffee shop I, uh, I I sat down and and had the idea to take a little piano line from that. And turn it mm. into the really relaxed lo-fi beat, and it's just inspirations like that kind of come to me while I'm working on other things. It's almost a distraction, but when I'm able to finish what I work on and then take that little idea I had and and take a break and and, and flesh that idea out, is usually when I come up with the best the best ideas that I've had. So it's kind of interesting how that works. But I've never really been a, a midnight producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um uh, what have been your favorite uh, memories or moments specific memories or moments uh when you were producing music do you have any of those moments probably some of my favorite memories are when i've worked with people mm. on music i i really enjoy having i've i've kind of over the years built a studio in my house uh in mm. in, in one of my brother's old bedrooms because now both my brothers have moved out and they're in college. There's two empty rooms. So I took one of them and made a whole studio oh. out of it. And I, I had a friend over and we made a song over the summer. And that was the song Worth It that I was really able to release. And just those times when I've been able to work with people and, and work with my friends on music have probably been some of the best memories that I've had. Um, and just being involved in the, the whole community and uh, whenever I released my first beat and I saw people started reposting it, I'm like, wow, there's actually people who listen to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's probably been some of the best, my best memories in general with music production is just cool. seeing how, how open and how welcoming the, the community around lo-fi is. Um, so I'd really say it's mostly just the connections with people that mm. music has the music has created uh, has been the best experience for me with music production yeah i definitely think that uh, you know sometimes doing uh, some creative work can get lonely and just having uh, integrated to be into the community be one with the community uh, yeah. and work with really amazing talented people out there it's it's always amazing. You never expect the results uh, of how just outreaching, how impactful the result of that work is. Do you have um, any collaborations in mind? Because um, yeah, I'm just interested if you have like people that you're interested to collaborate with. Yeah, so I'm actually right now I'm working on a whole new project, um, and that's why I've had a I've been. I've had a lot of friends come in and, and record in the studio with me, but I've been uh, 
I've been in touch with a bunch of different people around, uh, mostly reaching out to people through Instagram. I've mm. been uh, working with this guy named Nanoth, who is uh, another kind of lo-fi mm. uh, singer artist, and we're working on a couple songs. And I'm, I'm starting a new, I'm starting a new artist page called Eli, where I'm going mm. to be creating lo-fi music with lyrics and vocals. So I've been reaching out to a bunch of different artists. I believe I also reached out to a, an artist that you'd had on your on your podcast uh, earlier, uh, Afterthought. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to create something with him uh, in the future. But yeah, I've been I've I've been reaching out to a bunch of different artists around the around Instagram to try and you know try and create more music and create more connections. So yeah, so Instagram lately as far as that goes. Instagram could be like a really good platform for you to connect to people that you have never known. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just amazing that you can find these new people and work with them and, and have that um, creativity, brainstorming kind of um, collaboration going on yeah. and, and, and produce just really amazing music together. And um, let's, let's talk about uh, how you produce your music in a way that um how do you map your ambition like do you have any strict discipline of like targets like you want to produce like one music per week or do you just kind of let it flow i usually take it uh, i i like to take it as it comes um basically i i tried to kind of set a goal to release a new instrumental track a month but mm. I thought that was kind of a loose goal, but I realized very quickly that creating creating stuff that is release worthy consistently is pretty difficult, uh, especially when trying to balance life and all those activities involved, uh, you know, in tandem with producing music. So I, I've kind of just released whenever I can now. I, I kind of had a long break over the last three or four months uh, ever since ever since new year's i didn't really release anything and then i i was able to start releasing again recently so i've just recently kind of made a bunch of new a bunch of new tracks and i'm gonna try and release them consistently throughout the summer but i haven't really kept myself to a schedule i i should probably get better at that <laughs> yeah i mean like it's definitely normal like consistency is really hard like yeah. for every human being on earth to be consistent is not something easy because you're not doing it for like a month you're doing it like for the long run and and doing it long term is is definitely um hard and not easy and you got to stay consistent to grow stay consistent to produce and yeah. and grow as a as a person as an artist yeah yeah that's one of the things i found that was that was very incredible about your about your whole instagram page is how consistent you are it's like you're uploading almost every day i'm like man i <laughs> I wish I was as, as dedicated to to be able to upload that consistently. That's that's pretty inspiring. Yeah, um, it's definitely not easy on me as well. Like I have, <laughs> um, I'm going on college right now, and um, yeah, just you know, I had a class yesterday from seven a.m. in the morning to seven p.m. at night, and wow, and the next day I had a seven a.m. to seven p.m. So like from Monday and Tuesday, I, I go to. School uh, to college from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You know, I have some time yeah. off in the middle there. 
no classes, but still to go home and you feel so tired and you just, oh, I got to post again. But yeah. I think uh, one thing that has uh, made me, uh, one, one thing that keeps me going is the fact that I believe in what I'm doing. And I think yeah. that's really important for everyone, for every artist, for every person to believe in what you do, to love in what you do. Because when you know your purpose, like why you're doing this, like nothing can stop yeah. you. No matter how tired you are physically, emotionally, mentally, you just, you gotta, you, you gotta keep doing that because you know the reason why you did it in the first place. So, yeah. so that's, that's why I just, I keep trying to be consistent even in the long run, even when I have to, you know, balance with my personal life, um, still hanging out with my friends and family. Uh, so, yeah. so I think that's, uh, a really big challenge for for me and I think for you and for every art, artist out there um, yeah absolutely but l let's now talk about your future I love to talk about uh, the future with, with um, every guest that I have uh, in this podcast but who do you aspire to be in like the next years to come like what do you want to be known for in the future let's say in the five-year run or ten year in the future yeah I would really love to be more of a more of the so one of my favorite or I guess one of my inspirations in the music the whole uh music production side of things is uh Andrew Huang mm, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a YouTube producer and he's not necessarily strictly lo-fi but uh, I just he's so creative and I just love the influence he has on people and the positivity he spreads I would love to be kind of an influence like that maybe not in the next year because that would be kind of ambitious um <laughs> because he has uh, over a million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. But I would, I would love to be someone who can, who can really impact people and, and spread the kind, of, the kind of positivity that he does. Uh, I'd really love to be a more prominent voice in the, in the whole uh, lo-fi community. Uh, mm. I know I've used that. I know I've used that term a lot, but uh, I, really, I really love the group of people and the, the, the type of people that really, I guess, that are attracted to the to this genre of music um, and I'd love to be a bigger a bigger voice in that in that area you know be able to reach out to to people and and be able to help other artists grow and stuff like that so I'd love to be more of an influence in that area but we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens there's the, the future is is pretty unknown hopefully yeah. I can hopefully I can get there but if not then there's there's a lot of more future ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the future is always uncertain. Uh, but I, yeah, I I love the, the the fact that you said that music has a big a potential for impacting people, whether that is mm -hmm. positivity or a hustle or just happiness. And I think yeah. music really plays a big role in our society as a whole. Um, actually, I, I I saw some of Andrew Huang's videos and I found them really cool, really amazing. Um, I saw. Yeah. Uh, I got in touch and connected with uh, another YouTuber. He's only got like 60,000 subscribers, but his, mm -hmm. his name is Tetro. And he has, he's not really like Lovi, but um, yeah. he, he, he posts content uh, about beat making and beat production. Um, yeah. I always love one of, one of his content. Um, it's called Mentor Monday. So every Monday, he always upload a video about, um, what 
we should do as a producer like the the mindset the the mentality of being a producer so it's kind of like mentoring and uh he's really wise and uh i feel like that's something that every producer should do in a sense that um people everyone actually should should make an impact on people's life like life is bigger than yourself that's just yeah. how i think about it like don't just live for yourself you know live a legacy uh do something for the people that you love just make a good impact like spread that good vibes and yeah and better things are yet to come yeah mm -hmm. and, and just one of the most one of the things that i would love to see the most is for people to to see passion in uh. in my music what i'd love to see is for for people to see passion in the music that I make, because one of the things I saw in, in Andrew Huang's latest videos, uh, he made a song about this lake in Canada called Lake Louise. Um, and I could really just tell the whole video he made, the whole vlog was really incredible. But one of the things that was most impactful to me is that when I was listening to the song and when I was watching the video, um, I could just really tell that he was actually passionate about that particular project. Mm. So the things that i would want people to see or one of the things that i feel impacts people the most is when they see passion in an artist's work um because i was i was i was really impacted by the video that and the song that andrew huang made the lake louise song it's an incredible song and because i could feel the passion that he had for that song so if people can feel passion in my music that i i feel towards the music that i'm creating then that's really the culmination of the of what I would do. So if I ever reach that point, and I really hope that I do, then that would probably be the biggest goal of mine is for people to see that I'm passionate about what I do uh, and the music that I create. Wow, yeah, passion. That's, that's it. Like sometimes the audience can really know what you're trying to um, spread what you're trying to um, give in about your music and about the passion that you're putting in. So um, it's always interesting that no matter no matter what you're doing, uh, the the audience always know it. And so we just mm -hmm. just gotta do what we gotta do. Stay honest. Yeah. And then, yeah. Just. And I, and I really I really feel like uh, a lot of the people who who make lo-fi really do care about the um, the type of music that they make or or everything that's really involved in the genre. I yeah. see that in your Instagram page as well, because, you know, it's incredible to see how consistent you are and how you really do care about the content that you're putting out and the music that you're sharing with people. That's, that's really incredible. Um, I kind of love how the, the lo-fi genre is so ingrained with the anime community. Yeah. <laughs> because because the people in the anime community can be so passionate that it's really cool to see kind of in a musical expression of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I see within a lot of a lot of lo-fi, a lot of stuff like that, is it's kind of the musical expression of that passion or that that care for the content that's being put out. And yeah. uh, that's why I really do enjoy being being able to make this kind of music is because I kind of get to share in that care for the genre and that care for uh you know the things that people grew up with because it's really a nostalgic type of music yeah uh, people really like to connect it with these 
childhood shows they grew up with and, uh, and I really find that really endearing about the type of music about lo-fi so that's something I really enjoy all right uh, do you have any advice before we're ending it do you have any advice uh, to people who want to start to produce music like do you have any tips for them I would say listen to people who are good at producing and, and watch people who uh, who are really very passionate about and really excited about music because that'll get you excited about making music too whenever i watch someone like andrew huang and you see how how excited he is about making music it makes me excited about wanting to make yeah. music and then i actually go and i make something that is that is you know something that i care about so seeing other people care about their music makes me want to care more about my music so i would say find people who care about making their music and get inspiration from them obviously don't copy their sound just yeah. <laughs> try and feed off of their try and feed off of their inspiration because that's probably one of the biggest and also find a find a community of people who also enjoy music luckily the the lo-fi community is really welcoming and really wonderful so that's probably been another inspiration of mine so those are probably the two main things that they get me going on music is feeding off of other people's excitement and being part of a being part of a community of people who also love that type of awesome man it's good to have you here uh intuitive thank you so much for your time uh thank you it's been really amazing talking to you do you have any shout outs or messages to anyone <laughs> not any off the top of my head um but no i don't think i have any shout outs but uh you know everyone go go follow palatism he's awesome he has a great he has a great uh great instagram page i really enjoy it wonderful content every day <laughs> all right thank you so much man thank you and also for all the audience thank you so much for listening to this podcast don't forget to spread positivity everywhere you go uh, make sure to follow Intuitive um, on his SoundCloud, Spotify, Instagram, all of his platforms. Um, I'm going to be playing one of your music after this. So stay tuned to the podcast and enjoy your day. Goodbye.